Well, markets are still a little wary over the Evergrande scenario, although equities and currencies and bonds have all calmed down a little. The question now is, what happens with commodities? Oil didn't react to the opening of flights across the Atlantic yesterday, and we have the oil inventories for the United States later on. So could the combination of the two have some impact? And tomorrow, this time, the Fed, who almost certainly won't announce the start of tapering just yet. They're still waiting for another stonking jobs report. Meanwhile, the OECD revises for Forecasts down, raises them for inflation, and warns governments about withdrawing support too quickly. It's Wednesday, the 22nd of September, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, there was a bit of buying the dip, wasn't there, yesterday and overnight in stocks? We saw it with the ASX, of course, yesterday, didn't we, with that horror start that managed to finish the session a third of 1% up. Well, the same thing's been happening overnight. The Nasdaq and the S&P 500 are both up around 0.2%. The Dow is down a little, but right, that's right now. It's been a, a yo-yo all session in all indices. But European shares have shot ahead, a 1.3% rise in the Eurostoxx 50, more for the DAX and the Caronte. Uh, the FTSE 100 up 1.1% as well. Not much bond movement today. Uh, it all happened yesterday, of course, but no real retraction on yesterday's moves either. So 10-year Treasury still at 1.32%, which is more or less where it was after that big five or six basis point fall yesterday. But commodities have recovered. Oil is back up. Brent rising 0.8%. WTI up 0.4%. A small drop in the US dollar. It's down 0.2% on the Japanese yen, 0.5% down on the Swiss franc. The Aussie, meanwhile, is down another 0.3%, 72.3 US cents. The pound is pretty flat. So is the euro. And David DeGaris is back today from NAB in London. He's been exploring the Scottish highlands and islands. So have you just on holiday? Have you got any Scottish relatives up there? I do have some Scottish blood film. My grandmother was Scottish. All uh, right. But... Um, so you're that wasn't the main motivation. Uh, no, so I do have away. a relative. Yeah, I do have a relative that lives in uh, beautiful Alapore, which is uh, northwest of Inverness. So you know what they say about tracing your ancestry in Scotland. You uh, you look up your family's kilt and see where you came from, so to speak. <laughs> now <laughs> it's uh, yes. commodities, isn't it? That uh, we really want to talk about. They're the real movers today. Uh, oil continues to move up and down. Gas, obviously, very problematic in Britain. Uh, yes. Iron ore, you know, it's around hundred dollar mark. Its, its steep descent seems to have stalled. Uh, but, of course, if the property sector stalls with the Evergrande storm, presumably it could it could go lower. So what's your read on where we are? Uh, yeah, look, it's... It's been it's been a one of those days I think Phil where um, the market's really been struggle, struggling for direction one way or the other because um, you know it, it's the second day of holidays, been the second day of holidays with uh, China and they're mm. coming back on Wednesday and they've got those. Uh, Evergrande has those coupon uh, payments due on Thursday, so I think the market's waiting for that and um, trying yep. to get a little bit more visibility about that, which may be difficult. Maybe we'll, maybe the coupon payments we missed, maybe they'll, they'll be made. Um, uh, but you know, we shouldn't forget, Phil, that um, although this is a much larger company, it's not the first Chinese company that's missed on on payments, right? So. Um, but it's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big moment. So it's 84 million it, it is. in interest it, that they owe to offshore bondholders. But 171 Chinese banks that they owe money to. It employs yes. 200,000 people. There's claims indirectly it generates 3.8 million Chinese jobs. So you can see why people might be saying it's too big to fail. Surely the government can't ignore that, but they are keeping quiet. But, of course, as you say, it's been the holiday. They've been too busy watching the full moon. Yeah, well, well, yes. So we, it's not like uh, – there seems to be some sort of – 
consensus out there, Phil, amongst analysts who are probably closer to this than than I am, that um, it's not likely to be a China's version of a Lehman Brothers style moment. Mm. Um, I mean, their, their playbook is, you know, it, it's a different economy. It's a different government. Um, it's much more of a controlled economy. So, you know, given the size of this beast, um, it's not something that I think the government would let uh, with, con- you know, a big contagion effects, you know, to unsettle the Chinese economy in any major way. So um, the, the approach they take is, is certainly going to be interesting, but markets really haven't sold off even further today. So those nerves seem to have settled a little bit today, but let's just see how, how it goes in the next uh, 48 hours or so. Yeah. Now, we didn't see yesterday any reaction to the news that uh, the United States was, was opening up for flights from the, uh, from the UK and from, from Europe. Mm. Uh, which you would have thought would have, uh, I, I guess, because there was, you know, we, we we talked about the contagion yesterday. I guess everyone was wondering what's happening with Evergrande, but you'd, you'd expect that would uh, that would that would flow through. And of course, we've got oil inventories yes. uh, early tomorrow morning as well. So if you combine yes. those two bits of news, are we going to see a bit yes. more volatility in oil? I think so. Um, you know, the write-ups. You know, the, the sort of uh, stories around the market today and the oil market. One is the. Um, Obviously, the weekly um, EIA uh, inventories numbers due tonight, um, and of course, they're just getting over the uh, Hurricane Ida issues. Mm. Um, so that, that is one, and of course, opening up of their economy to um, inbound travel from across the Atlantic. Um, you know, as that, you know, as is seen with um, you know some um, airline stocks and so forth, you know, British Airways and so forth. That, that that's been positive. So you expect that to be supportive of oil as well, of course, wouldn't you? So you could probably rationalise and say some of it is it at least due to to that factor. It's a pretty big factor, I think. Um, so uh, we'll see how those stock numbers go tonight. And, of course, tomorrow morning, uh, just before the podcast, uh, we'll have uh, whatever the Fed's decided. They've just kicked off their two-day meeting, lots of tapered yes. talk. But, you know, these are – are they going to do anything? These are very uncertain times. I mean, even if they were thinking about it a week ago, I mean, we've got, you know, Evergrande, we've got uh, the mm. virus, uh, Joe mm. Biden's not getting any of his spending plans through as much as he'd hoped. So there's lots of known unknowns. And then, you know, with this virus, we've, you know, there's the unknown unknowns as well you know, in the background too. <laughs> of course. Of, of course. And uh, the one thing that, um, you know, he did mention, you know, he was speaking, I think it was at Jackson Hole, is that, you know, he noted the improvement in the labour market they saw with the July report, which was a, a very strong report, and, but also how the Delta variant was uh, was playing out. And, of course, since then, um, you know, we've had continued news on Delta and, of course, we've had a disappointing payrolls report. So, you know, to this particular point, as far as we know, with payrolls, uh, with, the, with the latest report, you know, of the, what, 9.5 million jobs still shy at the end of last year, you know, they're looking for substantial progress from that. So they've made net progress to, to August of about, what was it, four and a half uh, million. So is that substantial? Probably not. Yeah. And um, I read an interesting report today, Phil, suggesting that, um, you know, those states that that finished the uh, supplementary unemployment insurance payments early, they hadn't actually seen faster employment growth in recent months. So... You know, this this process may be drawn out, but I, I think the statement tonight will be, you know, it will be tweaked for, you know, what's been happening in the economy, but uh, we don't expect them to announce tapering. I think 
we may get some hints that subject to another one or two good employment reports, you know, they're closer. I mean, that's what he said before, right, by the end of the year, if, if, if the numbers continue to be quite positive. So just can't forget that this is data dependent, not date dependent. So uh, that and the forecast are going to be under, under focus from, uh, from the FOMC and Chair Powell tonight. So the OECD has been warning, I guess they're probably talking more about fiscal policy than monetary policy, but saying, you know, don't pull the support back too early when they were giving their, their their forecasts, which of course have all been revised down. So growth for the US from 6.9% this year down to 6%, Australia from 5.1% down to 4%, mm. the UK from 72 mm. down to 67 uh, But they're also expecting uh, inflation to pick up as well, aren't they? They are. Um, and uh, that won't surprise. And I think that's mm. very much the, the, uh, the picture that we'll probably hear from the uh, uh, a new economic forecast that will be released um, with the Fed statement, uh, feel that they will revise their growth forecast down. I mean, the last forecast was revised up to seven um, and uh, the OECD has published a forecast today of six. Um, of course, they don't have to be beholden to that. But, um, you know, what we've seen, they've seen in the labour market and elsewhere suggests that growth has slowed Um so, you know, that, I think don't think the market would be surprised if that was revised down in the region of 6%, but they will also revise up inflation, um, core inflation from three to somewhere between three and a half to three and three quarters percent. I mean, it's already 3.6%, the latest figure, and uh, even base effects alone fell from low uh, uh, growth in the second, in the, in the latter part of the second half of last year means that that annual rate it's likely to track a bit, bit higher from that still, mm. unless there's some big negative surprises coming. Yeah. But as you said, the OECD is sort of saying, well, they think this is this is um, a, a, tra- a transitory, but we just don't have any visibility about how long this process is going to take, supply side um uh, supply chain issues, all of that, yeah, rather well, than I, just a demand surge, right? Yeah, and the, the other point they were making was the global economy is not going to do too well if rich countries don't supply vaccines to poor Indeed. countries. So we need to see more of that because that is happening very slowly, obviously, isn't it? Look, uh, no big market reaction to Justin Trudeau's victory of sorts. Uh, we got that. We were wondering whether actually it would be so close we wouldn't hear the news till the end of the week, but we did get the news. He's sort of he's, he hasn't got the outright majority, of course, that he was hoping for when he called the election um, but uh, he uh, he didn't get it and it's it's the same old same old for Canada no wonder there wasn't a market reaction because nothing's changed there really <laughs> I think that's right and uh, the sort of policies that he was talking about you know a three percent surtax on uh, on big banks and insurers and um, mm. you know a, a two-year ban on foreigners buying homes those sorts of issues that is likely um, uh, coalition partner partner was suggesting similar policies, so yeah, I, I don't. You know, we've seen very little reaction to it. <laughs> so even if there's a change in government, it'd be the same anyway. All right. Uh, so uh, look, I I talked yesterday about Google Trends. It's my new plaything, Dave. So you can type I know in, you love it, and, yeah. and I think it's good stuff, Phil. So so Justin Trudeau uh, in the US yesterday, uh, Evergrande as a search ter- term came out with an index of 100. Justin Trudeau 14. So nobody does care. At all, only in Canada, and both of them beaten by Kim Kardashian, who's the sort of the benchmark for. Well, 
internet searches. Okay. There so, you go. So, yeah. so the tables have turned again. It ha- exactly. Justin Who is what people are saying. So, uh, look, the RBNZ uh, yesterday, the Assistant Governor Horsby, Hors- I, don't, I don't know how he rates on Horsby. Horsby, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no wonder he didn't rate on Google. I got it wrong. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he's put an end to speculation that their rate rise might be 50 basis points, basically yes. saying central banks don't tend to move in anything more than 25 basis point increments. So let's put a, uh, that's thrown the kibosh on any of that thinking, hasn't it? Yes, yes, it has. And uh, the market sort of promptly adopted that in its pricing. So, um, mm. you know, 25 basis points for the next, what, what three meetings. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much the, the expectation. We did see a rally at the front end of the New Zealand rates curves you'd expect on the back of that. And um, Aussie Kiwi actually popped up for a while, but it's uh, reversed some of that. But um, mm. uh, on, on the back of that, but as you know, saying earlier in the podcast, Phil, Aussie's sort of been a little bit all over the place today, but not moving a lot in net terms. Right. Well, today we've got the Bank of Japan. Ho-hum. Not a lot's going to happen there, is it? Uh, so really everyone is just holding out. It's the Fed, isn't it? First thing tomorrow morning. That's what we're all waiting for. Indeed. Indeed. And we'll be here for that. Good to talk, Dave. Uh, catch you again very soon. Welcome back. Thank you very much. We'll wrap up the Fed tomorrow. Yep. It's Dave again tomorrow morning. And I'm back tomorrow morning as well. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Enjoy your Wednesday. Back tomorrow morning. See you then.